possible cybercrime activity in this airspace and all Section 9 is currently outside. Repeat, you can all patrolling areas be advised. Hey, 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 this is Jose Mejia coming back. Wow, we've had quite the experience, um, I would say maybe the past 30 to 45 days, which has really resulted in us not um, doing any more episodes uh, just because everybody's world has flipped upside down due to the coronavirus season. And um, wow, it's been, been putting a damper on people's schedules. Uh, parents becoming teachers by morning and workers by afternoon. Um, and even some people who are working are no longer working anymore. So uh, we apologize for um, not uh, putting some of these episodes together for you guys. And um, I figured, you know what? We got to keep the show moving uh, because we have had a lot of listeners um, that are listening in. And value some of our contributions of some of the knowledge that we're putting out there. I'm actually going to be hosting this episode uh, by myself today. And um, I'm thinking I'm going to call this the Quarantine Chronicles <laughs> edition uh, until all this is over. Because a lot of us who are working don't have as much hours to put in. Um, and uh, it's making it a little bit difficult um, to put some of this stuff out there for you guys. But nevertheless... We're going to take every opportunity that we can to bring some helpful information out there. I'm actually taking the time to do this episode today as I walk my dog, if you believe it or not. So let's get right to it. Coronavirus season. Um, I want to talk about, you know, some of the stuff that's going on in the mortgage world um, and just in the real estate place in general. Um, number one, I see a lot of people, um, a lot of real estate companies that are adapting um, a virtual home buying process, right? Uh, because a lot of the public, pub, the public is still buying and selling houses, to be quite frank. Uh, we see a lot of activity out there, uh, both good and bad. Uh, but for the most part, you still have a good crowd of people buying houses. And what's happening is, is that a majority of the time, most people are looking at properties online and um, a lot of the real estate um a lot of real estate businesses and the associations that govern the real estate companies, uh, they're also implementing um, a lot of accessibility to like virtual tours. Like if you guys have ever seen some of the 3D tours, um, what they call Matterport tours or actual realtors being able to walk into the properties with their cell phone and actually just take a mobile tour of the property. People are actually making decisions off of that, which is not very out of the norm. It's nothing that, uh, you know, it's nothing that coronavirus has put into effect for realtors to adapt to because it's something that we've been doing for quite a while. Uh, it's just that people are making more decisions or making decisions based off that a little bit more, more than they used to because before you used to be able to just walk into a house, right? So um, very, very, uh, new practice that people are putting in a lot of real estate companies, including myself, uh, we're putting a lot of virtual home buying, uh, programs out there that basically put the public's eat minds at ease when it comes to saying, Hey, you know, um, between showing the house, open houses, the process of actually 
going through the steps of acquiring the property, there's a lot of these little steps that we can accommodate when it comes to doing things virtually so that you're not having to be there physically and putting yourself in a position of of infecting yourself of the virus, right? If there's any possibility of it or any kind of probability of it. So that's one thing that I see going on is that we see a lot of uh, virtual home buying uh, programs, if quote unquote, if you want to call it that. It's nothing new to us uh, because we've been doing it for a while. It's just that you're seeing it a little bit more these days, right? In addition to that, um, you're going to start seeing a lot of that stuff on the different major websites of being able to see virtual tours. Um, What I would suggest uh, for the public to do is that if you are making decisions based off the virtual tours, uh, just make sure that you're uh, checking in somehow one way or another that the property doesn't smell like cigarettes or strong pet order if that bothers you guys. Um, you know, check in with that stuff. Those are extra things that, you know, that we can't tell unless they're actually, unless we're somebody's physically uh, there. So um, the next thing that we want to talk about is the actual um, home selling process in itself. Uh, people are still putting the homes on the market. Um, I'm not sure if it's at a rapid pace or not. It feels the same as it has been even pre-coronavirus season. Um, but they're just taking a little bit more caution. Uh, sellers are in the way that, uh, sellers are meeting with the realtors that they're going to list the houses. A lot of this stuff is being done virtually, um, as opposed to in person They're really just trying to limit what's being done in person at all in all steps of, uh, getting the house for sale. Right. So it is taking the human element out of it, but for the most part, you know, when you have different services like Zoom and uh, Google Meet and all these other um, video recording uh, uh, resources out there, you can always put a face with the name and actual, you know, share the screen and and just listen into, um, you know, what the process is of selling a house. Um, but I believe that as both buyers and sellers uh, get kind of acclimated to um, this way of understanding that there are virtual resources out there and both buyers and sellers are mentally adapted to the fact that people are making decisions like this. Um, I believe it's going to continue, uh, to, uh, really just, um, progress in real estate transactions because at the end of the day, people still are going to move, um, whether they like it or not, people are still moving. Um, it's just, it's probably just a limited right now. Um, but, uh, we definitely see the activity out there as I speak to all of my different colleagues from different real estate companies from a mortgage side of the world. Um, what I'm seeing is there are definitely a lot of people losing their jobs, right? You see that unemployment number ticking up. Um, I've had a few families that were preparing to purchase, um, both at the end of March and April and, um, uh, Unexpectedly, they um, all got laid off and now they had to put it on hold. So um, that's one avenue that I've seen. Uh, the second avenue that I've seen is, is that um, the mortgage companies and some of the lenders, um, they're really starting to tighten up a little bit on the on some of the uh, lending side of it and the guidelines. Right. So what happens is that there's something called overlays with mortgage companies and some mortgage companies 
tend to have overlays uh, more than others. And the ones who don't have as many overlays are starting to pick up on some overlays. And basically what that is, it's is rules on top of rules, right? And they're just making it a little bit more difficult uh, for borrowers to be able to obtain a mortgage loan because they want to tread cautiously. They don't want to just start borrowing um, mortgage loans like crazy. And what that means is to kind of give you a perfect example, like back in 2011, 2012, as uh, we were about, what, three, four years out of the recession, there was a uh, one overlay that was that if you had perfect credit, stable job and just a perfect file. But for some reason, you might have had a late payment on a credit card or even a late payment on your rent in the past 12 months. That would be a reason for denial in itself. So and again, this would really be case by case based on the mortgage company that was borrowing the loan. But it was pretty much across the board where you would have to be prepared for that, where they would deny you. Okay. And so um, now, you know, back now that things have changed and evolved, uh, lenders have eased up on that rule where that's not a, that's not an automatic disqualification anymore. Right. That's been the mindset of many lenders and borrowers that, Hey, you know, you had a late payment because you completely forgot. No problem. Just give us a letter of explanation as to what happened what or what occurred? Why is it not going to occur? And then we'll go ahead and proceed and get you approved, right? So that's an example. That's not something that um, that they're implementing right now um, in terms of bringing that back. Uh, but just to give you guys a perfect example of like overlays, what an overlay is. It's a rule on top of the rules, <laughs> right? And it's just designed to not just start giving mortgage loans out to everybody because a lot of mortgage companies and their investors, they know that unemployment, uh, the unemployment number is ticking up and, you know, you may feel that your job is secure now, but they never know if your job's going to be secure two months from now. Right. And so they just want to make sure that they're borrowing uh, loans out to the best of the best people that have the ability to pay it back because they have the stability and in income. Okay. I get that question a lot. Hey, Jose, do you think it's still a good time to buy? And I would say, absolutely. I don't see why it wouldn't. The only thing that I would really have people really think about is make sure your job is stable. Make sure your income is stable, right? Um, you never know. Um, you know, you might have to have a conversation with human resources or your boss, right? And as long as your income has been stable and you don't see um, anything changing from that, um, I would say absolutely. I mean, that's really pretty much the same concept. Again, it reminds me back when um, when I was just starting out in the business in 2011 and 2012, where um, it wasn't as many people that I had to call to see if they wanted to come and buy a house. Um, there weren't that many people out on the market, but the people who were buying were people who did have stability in their jobs, were getting paid pretty good. Uh, some of them had, you know, problems with their credit and and some didn't. Uh, but these people were buying. I mean, obviously, that's <laughs> that's really the reason why I stayed alive in the real estate game. Right. was because people were buying and I was problem solving uh, some situations that involved with credit. 
and uh, people who have these this disability income and stable jobs and uh, you know, a small amount of 401k money, these people were still buying. And um, it really kind of feels like the same um, right now as it was to before is that a lot of people have pulled back um, for maybe cautionary reasons or B, because they don't know what's going on with their income and their job. And that's one thing that I would say is that if you feel like your income and the stability uh, is there, um, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? Right. At that point, I think if anything, if I'm in somebody's shoes and I'm buying a house at this time, I'm just more concerned that the house that I'm buying is absolutely sanitized and clean. Right. Um, and you know, that's a whole different conversation to have. It's not something that's being spoken about a lot, but for the most part, that's what I would be concerned about is to make sure that house is sanitized and clean before I move into it. Okay. So from a mortgage world, uh, that's what we're seeing is that, um, you know, the rates are going like crazy. They're going up and down, up and down. And a lot of it has to do because of how unpredictable, um, the market is with the coronavirus season here. And the more you hear, um, solutions or progression, um, the more the market will respond to that when it comes to interest rates. Okay, so rates are really low uh, right now. Um, as of yesterday, I'm hearing high twos, low threes, right, uh, with a good credit scores. So again, if you have that income and you do have the stability, you want to take advantage of those rates, right, because they're not going to be there forever. Um, so yeah, so just to recap, um, mortgage guidelines, they're strengthening, they're tightening up a little bit. Um, and, um, and down payment assistance programs, um, some of the down payment assistance programs from what I understand are being temporarily suspended. Um, because a lot of these, you know, remember a lot of the down payment assistance programs tend to be government, uh, issued or whatnot, you know, from a county level or a state level. And my understanding is that Whoever you're speaking to with your lender and you are inquiring about down payment assistance, just make sure that it's available. Um, I've had people that have been pre-approved under getting down payment assistance and actually relying on that. Um, and my understanding is, is that uh, because it's been removed or because maybe the credit score criteria to qualify for down payment assistance has been uh, increased to, let's say, from a 640 to a 680, that's taken a lot of people out of the game of actually even being able to buy a house and use down payment assistance, right? So make sure you're inquiring about that because there are a lot of changes. Um, the best thing you could do is talk to your lender and say, hey, has anything changed with my loan scenario? I've had people that are uh, looking for houses and as a lot of these changes are occurring in the market, one person goes from being pre-approved to not being pre-approved or being able to buy to not being able to buy just because it's nothing out of their control. Okay. So definitely ask those questions and make sure that you're covered on all grounds. All right. So I hope you guys learned something from this today. Um, and I'm glad to be back speaking because I love sharing information. And again, a lot of you guys, um, my listeners, people that I'm working with, current clients, past clients, future clients, a lot of you guys are definitely uh, letting me know that you are listening. I definitely appreciate that. 
I'm going to continue hitting these podcasts, whether I have somebody with me or not, because uh, I love doing it. I love teaching. I love giving this information. And uh, we just want to keep people encouraged and just let you know what it is. All right. Talk to you soon. Hope everybody has a great day. And uh, please do me the favor of sharing this podcast, letting others know about it. And uh, let me know what you want to hear about it. I've had people actually tell me that they want to hear about other topics that we're going to be touching on. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.